Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Leeds United nil, Liverpool won. Bittersweet is the word I can think of for that game. Well, I mean, it would have been a good but game otherwise. I mean, good in that we played well, we dominated, but we missed a whole lot of chances. But that injury just just took it out of your sails. Like, oh, it was upsetting, depressing, concerning. I don't know. You you pick the word. It just, it, it really, it almost made a victory feel like a defeat in some ways. Yeah, I, I can imagine how you feel that way. I didn't watch the game live. Um but I, before watching it, I knew the score and I heard about the injuries. So I, I, I suppose I was prepped for, um, to overcome that sense of deflation um, in watching it back. But I, I can certainly see how you would have felt that way watching it live because we've been here before. In fact, this time last year, we were losing Van Dyke. And I remember when uh, Tiago was, was challenged, I, I remember the reaction from Gomez and uh, Matip. They were just heads down thinking, really, we're going to lose another guy for six months, right? And that's prob- probably what the players were thinking, aside from, of course, the fact that they care about Harvey Elliott and he's young and and it was an innocuous challenge. And it's just one of those things that happens. But yet it's still not pleasant to to witness. I mean, it was a straight, dirty challenge, though. We need to be clear. Yeah. You know what? Let's, let's I've, be let's I've be seen clear. worse this season alone against Burnley. So I've I've seen worse, but here's what I'll say. A tackle from behind and you put a guy on a stretcher, it doesn't get much worse. From the side, you get a piece of the ball first, we can talk. But from behind, it doesn't matter if you get the ball. If you get his leg and he gets stretchered off, you know what? Those are not challenges we need in the game. Like they just don't need to be there. And if you're if you're challenging from behind. Don't get the guy, because if you get the guy, you're going to break something. Okay, so what if you do get, what if you don't get the guy? Just as um, happened exactly in the same game a little bit, I think it was Cooper in the second half, about 20 minutes later against Sadio Mane, the exact same tackle, except he got the ball and everybody kept moving. Was that a dirty challenge? No, but that was an in-control challenge. That was not from a, a fair distance away making like a a lunge that you know like as a as a forward I can tell you when I was playing you know that you put your body between the defender and the ball because then he can't get to the ball if if the other guy is between you and the ball and you slide then it's dirty just just straight dirty already if you go around him it's a bit of a different story but it was he was behind him he was running behind him and he made a slide tackle and I see where people are saying, oh, it wasn't that bad. If you get a piece of him, what did you think was going to happen? Like, like really replay it. When you're directly behind a guy and you go for a ball, if you don't come around him for the ball, you go right through him for the ball, what do you think is going to happen? Like legs just don't bend that way. And I think we saw that unfortunately. And that's why I'm frustrated. Like, yeah, the guy seemed upset that he did it, but what did you think was going to be the outcome here? Like when you go through a guy, you go through him. When he's running at top speed and you fold his leg under him, I mean, you know, you might not want to be dirty, but... All I'm saying is that is not the worst tackle I've seen even this weekend, right? And it's just unfortunate what happened. He got the ball with one leg and his training leg. And it's it's really just inexperience as to how to pull that 
particular type of tackle off. Me personally, I don't like tackling in general, right? But if you're going to tackle, then do it when you absolutely have to and don't do it from behind, even if you get the ball. I'm just not in favor of those tackles myself. I'm not saying they're fouls, but I'm just not in favor of those. Now, um, I do have sympathy for the player because, like I said, even against Burnley, the way that they were tackling Harvey Elliott, that there were at least six tackles that he he experienced where those were a lot more dangerous. It's just that, to your point, they weren't from behind, but they were more intentional to either get the ball or just injure, not injure, but to make Take sure they down. get the ball at all costs, right? And, this defender, and- he's 21 years old. He, he's young, and you could see that he clearly didn't mean it, and he's probably a good per- well. I mean, I'm sure they're all good guys and good good people, but I, I, I'm not yeah, sure I'd yeah, say no, that yeah. about uh, <laughs> about some guys in the league. A guy from Tottenham might uh, might disagree about, but go on. Yeah, so um, <laughs> it's unfortunately just one of those things that he he'll learn from, and um, Harvey Elliott will learn from as well because having the skill that he has and being so um, diminutive. It is a skill and an art to learn how to take tackles and not get injured. And and he'll um, unfortunately learn. There's the nothing way. you can do from behind. On a tackle from behind, if the guy wants your leg, there's nothing you can do. Like you're right. There are other times. Like Salah is the king of. I was, I was just about to say that he should he should take a look at the way Mo Salah plays, right? And but but Salah would have been caught on the same thing. I think he can only do two things. One is um, strengthen. So, I mean, he's still a boy. He's still 18. He can strengthen his muscles, which in turn strengthen joints. That can do a bit. And then the other one is he's... It's it's a, it's a little bit of a... I know it sounds counterintuitive, but it is a bit cumulative. If you've already... Like you just played a game previously where your ankle got hacked like six times, it's going to be like 90%, not 100%. Maybe if his ankle was at 100%, he wouldn't have like it wouldn't have popped out type thing so maybe less usage and and again i am not blaming klopp in any way it's just one of those things that it's easier to injure after you've had a game where guys have hacked you like he was in the last game yeah well speaking of games what did you think of the actual football i mean it was hard to super entertaining to watch hard to believe leeds was like a mid-table team last year I mean, they were mid-table last year, and I thought they were supposed to be better this year. But this was a one-way show. But it was a good show. It was a lot of fun. Why did you think they're supposed to be better this year? Or you just assumed that they would improve? I assumed they would improve because okay. they came up from, you know, the championship. They're they're clearly a team that has some history they want to build. They're not just happy to be here. So I assumed that they would look to improve. They went out and got, uh, what is it, Shaw from Man U. Like they're looking to do, right? And so I thought, um, um, James, sorry, James. James, Yeah. So they're looking, they feel like a team that wants to improve, but I I don't know. Like they, they tried on the counterattack that didn't work. They tried to hold the ball that didn't work. They had moments, but they weren't really generating much. I suspect that this time next year, Bielsa won't be there because if they continue playing this way, they could be relegated. And obviously, I don't think he'll be there if they do. But even if they don't and they survive, I don't see him having any desire to evolve his tactics, right? And the owners are ambitious and they do want to re 
rebuild themselves as a force in the in the premiership and or the EPL. So they do have to strengthen them and they do have to look beyond playing the way that he he insists on playing because there's only so far that that can take you with slightly above average players. Well, I mean, but they also went up against a team that, I mean, clearly we're clicking right now. You know, things are going well. About the only thing I would say that wasn't ideal, other than our finishing, which we've talked many times about, is I actually thought Van Dyke looked a bit off. I think he's been looking off all season. And it, I, I suppose it's, it's to be expected. He almost looks like it's as if we fast forwarded about five years and this is a version of Van Dyke that we can expect when he's 35 and still playing for us and he's really just there for the experience. So, I don't know. So here's the thing. Yes and no, because his speed was still there. When he wanted to win a foot race, he won it. And he never really had to get into high gear. But it was more some of his decisions that I thought were poor. I think their best chance, which came like in the sixth minute or whatever, that, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Allison had to make a good stop. I mean, it was right at him, but still, you know, kudos for making the stop. Uh, Van Dyke came to help Robertson but didn't identify he needed to cover his man because there were three guys coming in and two defenders behind him. So he actually made the wrong play there, which is something you don't often see from Van Dyke. Well, do you think that it's perhaps we've we've been thinking more of him than he's actually shown uh, because of his absence, right? And in the past, if he's playing with Gomez, Gomez would know to cover that space uh, intuitively. Right. And no, that was so that one in particular, no, because um, it was essentially a even man rush. So they had the same number of guys as we did. Van Dyke went to back up Robertson when it was a four on four. You can't do that. Like that was a straight mistake that maybe he he didn't notice it or he was willing to take the risk. Uh, He did point to Matip come and take my guy, but Matip rightly stayed on his guy. Um, So it was. You know, it, it was a, a mistake. I mean, maybe he was thinking something different, but, no, but I don't my know. Point maybe you're is, right. Is, maybe yeah, Gomez it, would have changed it because Gomez is fast enough to leave his man and then come right. back to his man. And he would have just made the decision to to follow um, Van Dyke, whatever he to said. To follow Van Dyke's lead, exactly. Yeah, right. and then and then they're both fast enough to recover. Not that Matip's slow, but you're right. That might have been more of a he's gotten comfortable with Gomez and that's why he does that. That's possible. Mm-hmm. But in general, I mean, I think his game going forward is like 80 to 90% of what it used to be. His defensive game is 80 to 90% of what it used to be. And he's still by far the best in the league. Oh yeah. And and he still makes us such a, a much better team, a much more potent and calm and relaxed team. Just having him there. Yeah, like you can you can just see the difference in the team between last year and this year. Not even not even cuz the forwards are shooting but differently or anything, just are like it's it's very interesting cuz you think of a Klopp team as a as a high pressing team and a team that, you know, has uh, a lot of um, you know, f- offensive flair. But at the end of the day, the team really this team at least lives off the defense. And the, oh, the stability and structure at the back, which then allows them to play that game up front. But without the defense, this team is nothing. Yeah. And, and it, no, no, I don't mean nothing, please. I'm I'm not meaning like they're all terrible. It's not the same team. Right. No, like it's not, not the same. Yeah. Engine. And and if you look at, so Allison, Matip, Van Dyke, Fabinho. I mean, once you have that core in place consistently throughout a season, no one is beating you. 
and then you add that to to that you add a, a, um, an up and running Trent and an up and running Robertson. And then you add to that Mane and Salah. Granted, we'll we'll come to Mane. However, just having them in the team, that those um, uh, eight players are. If we have them playing every single game this season and we just rotate whoever's playing in the number nine and the two other midfielders, I don't see us not winning this title. So all I would say is, and I, I totally agree with you, I would still say I kind of wish I'd seen Samikas today. Like, I felt just like... Just out of curiosity or you think he would have been more effective? I think he would have been more effective because Robbo's effective... doing what? Robbo's effective bombing down the wing... And the plan today clearly was, uh, I think it was Rafina on the side there to to keep him back and not right. let him bomb up the wing. When you take away Robertson bombing up the wing, um, you might as well get a guy in Samikas who frankly is, I think, a, a better defender and a stronger, like physical guy. You might as well have him, right? Like we we didn't see a lot of Robbo today. It was, it was mostly coming down... The other wing, which again, I think is in large part due to the fact that Alexander Arnold, Elliott, and Salah just, wow. Um, but Robbo really didn't have too much today, but... I thought he did. And, and he didn't play badly. Yeah, so I thought I thought he was back to the Robertson that I expect. Not always a nine, some often an eight, but always a seven. So I'd say yeah. he was seven, seven and a half today. And in the, in the second half, obviously, because they were down to 10 men, although some at, at times they, they still played as if they, they had 11 for some reason, because again, Bielsa just plays that same way no matter what. But um, I thought that we did see Robertson bombing down. But to your point, um, Costas does seem to have better decision-making. Yeah, and, and his game, when you take away, if he's pegged at the back, because of you know the way Rafina was keeping him there, I think he would have been more effective. Not not to say Robertson played badly. Robertson didn't play right. badly. I mean, your your choice of Robertson and and um, Simikas is not a bad one. I don't I don't think you go wrong either way. I just I feel like Simikas has the chance to bring more to the table. Yeah, I um, I think that's a good argument to make. Speaking of someone who did not bring to the table today, I mean, oh my god, like he's a good player, but. Can they teach Alexander Arnold to take a, a spot kick or a corner kick? Yeah. Like, oh my god! At some point, you got to stop him. Like, I, yeah. did he have a good free kick? And I think he only had one good corner the whole game. It, it it's it, it's encouraging that when Costas was playing, he was taking free kicks. Uh, sorry, uh, he was taking corners because at least it tells me that Klopp sees what we're seeing. And for whatever reason, he still persists with with uh, Trent. Um, maybe he he feels he as inconsistent as he is. He's still the best corner taker of that team that was playing. Um, but it's, I'm, I'm I'm happy to see that at least Costas takes corners when he's on. So Klopp clearly knows that there's an issue there. Now the free kicks, we really do need to switch it up. Um, I can't remember the last time he's threatened the goal with a free with a direct free kick. So well, I mean, I'm, I'm his hoping we have thing. somebody else in the team that can at least try something different. But we know we do. Who? So Alexander Arnold before the game, before this game, was putting them all over the net. Right. This time he decided to put them all into the wall. Like <laughs> something, man. Like give me, give me, give me a chance. It was nothing, nothing threatening. 
And even the balls that he sailed in were poorly sailed in. I mean, if you're talking about who could take it, Salah, I wouldn't give it to him from a distance. But that one that was right at the top of the box, I mean, you know, he can sail it wide just as well as Alexander-Arnold. Why not give him a chance? Um, And, I mean, we have seen Fabinho from a distance. Why not let him take it? Yeah, at least he'll hit it hard, which we, we should try every now and then. Yeah, like like trying to to thread the needle and and bend it and blah blah blah. You know what? Let that wall know every now and then you're gonna take punishment for standing there. Right. And if nothing else, it makes guys cringe just a little bit and sometimes holes open up. So you know me, I'm I'm a big fan of switching things up just to change how the other team reacts. And right now, I don't know, I think you know, I, I think Alexander Arnold played very well. He created very good chances. He looked awesome coming down the wing. I love how he's cutting into the middle now. I don't know. That must be planned because it's happening more and more. But his his free kicks are poor and his corners are, are not getting to where they need to be. Uh, so I didn't love that. Uh, the rest of the midfield, Fabinho, Thiago. What else can you say? Um, those two players, I think I was listening to us to or I, I saw a, a stat about um, how they've performed and they've won every game they've played together except the one against Everton last season that we tied because of those obvious um, issues that happened in that game the injury to Tiago himself and then the VAR debacle that happened in the, in the final minute otherwise they've won every single game that they've played in midfield together they have tied a couple games when Klopp um, decided to put Fabinho back in the defense however they haven't not won a game when they play together in midfield except Everton which is quite impressive well I mean I think Fabinho is almost back to his form from two years ago where that's actually a great point this is the best game I've seen him play in midfield for a while actually well because remember last year when when he yo-yoed between defense and midfield and defense and midfield he was clearly lost he he couldn't get in any groove he was playing defense like he was a midfielder and he was playing midfield like he was a defender. It was it was just not working. Um, this year, his mentality is clearly, I'm midfield, I'm midfield. And, I mean, he's looking good. He's protecting the defense. And, and he's scoring goals. And he scored a goal today. Very nice. He's in the right position. Um, Tiago, I, I can tell. You could see towards the end of the game, Klopp was mad at him. He wasn't running as hard as he should. Right. Um and I don't know if that's just because he could get away with it in Germany or it's he just doesn't have the stamina and can't build it up at the stage in his career to play a full 90 minutes like Klopp wants. But I mean, even him for 70 minutes is, you know, his his free-flowing ability going forward is is fantastic. And frankly, I, I know I know people aren't talking about it, but he always seems to be running back on the plays that look the most dangerous. The plays where there's like everyone else is behind the ball. He takes his time coming back and Klopp's yelling at him. That I don't think much of because, you know, you have to, you have to play the numbers. You can't sprint the whole game. Right. So in the really dangerous ones, I think he's a smart guy and he knows it is time to sprint now. And and he's oddly back in those really critical situations. Uh, So I, again, I think him with Fabinho work great. There were a couple of, of, of those to, 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 to that point where I was pretty convinced that it was Fabinho intercepting those balls just because of number one, where he was and the way he was just, you know, there to, to scoop out any danger. Then when I look closer, I realized, oh, that's Thiago. Right? That's Thiago doing that. 
Yep. And, and that's, yeah. it's, it's, so he's, he's not, he's not the thoroughbred that Klopp wants. He's a Which very smart guy who will be in the right spot at the right time. He just won't be in the right spot every time. Right. And, and, and Klopp and wants it every time. Klopp has to understand we can't have a team full of just machines like Genie. We, we, we need to have some Maverick. And unfortunately, with Mavericks, you, you, you do have to accept you know, that there will be gaps. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a small price to pay, right? Like but, I'd rather the have other one is, Thiago playing like Thiago for 70 minutes than Genie playing like Genie for 90. I'd rather... Tiago playing at Tiago for seven minutes than Jeannie playing for nine. <laughs> you know what the, what, what I found uh, interesting is, is Tiago does something our players don't usually do, which is he takes risks in things like sliding to intercept the pass. Yes. So that's not Klopp's thing. There's almost nobody on our team does that. And his, it's a high risk, high reward, right? If he gets it, he starts a break the other way. If he misses it, we're a man short, but that's definitely something very different that our team does. Like the good thing too, rather. Yeah. And the the good thing too, about him being able to do that now that he's playing with Fabinho is if you recall last season, he was playing the um, number six, a lot of games. And so when he would try those slide tackles, um, well, let me take a step back against Arsenal and Chelsea. No, against Chelsea and Everton, when he played, he was doing that and it was coming off because he was playing in a position that he's playing today. But for those games where Fabinho was playing in the defense, he was still, and he was playing the Fabinho role. He was doing the, making those slides. And then if he missed, we were, we, we were screwed. Right. But now yeah. he has a confidence to know that, um, okay, I, I, I will in, um, in, intercede here and try to get the ball in an unconventional manner. And even if I miss, I have Fabinho behind me, but I'm not going to miss because I'm Tiago and this is what I do. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I think freeing him up of the defensive responsibilities went a long way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I love that. Um, I mean, Let's talk about him. Mane. I was actually going to talk about Salah first. Okay. And his goal. Okay. What did you think of his goal? I don't know if I've ever seen Salah score a goal like that. Um, that feels was- very much like... A- Lukaku goal or, or, or even like, a Firmino goal or like even a no Firmino goal yeah right like a like a just tipping it in just be in front of the net oh oh like a, a Norigi goal yeah right exactly. place right, right time just number nine it. right and and the only reason why he was there is because he was frustrated that um was it Matip didn't pass Matip him the didn't ball pass. and then somehow he ended he was just in front of the net and I'm not. I'm still not convinced that he was tr- trying to take a shot. He was probably trying to stop it, dribble a little bit, and then have a <laughs> shot. <laughs> well, the funny part is, I actually that goal is like there's so much in it that I feel nobody's talked about because, first of all, when he got mad at Matip, that's that's absolutely wrong because Matip could have made the pass to him, um, but that would have required a lot more skill and required a lot more luck right whereas him making that run he should have made the run not with the intention of getting the ball but with the intention of pulling the defender to open up the side exactly he made the run with the intention of getting the ball he should have been known and this is where soccer iq i feel is a little bit lacking he should have made the run to open up the side to create that goal so he he made the run for the wrong reason i mean it was the right run but for the wrong reason 
The other one is I actually don't think that goal should have been allowed. I think that was offside by Mane. It, it looked clear. Well, it, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Whew, Mane and offside. Should we talk about it? Because <laughs> I, I have a lot to say about this. Well, Thiago got a goal taken away for offside by Salah, but that one was clear. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so, not only was Mane offside on that goal, but he was offside on the Fabinho goal as well. And then when you think back, he has an issue with offside. There was one run when Jota was running down the center and Mane was clearly offside. And it was so easy for him to stay onside, but Jota couldn't pass to him because he was offside. And when you look at games past, and if you think back to the Champions League final, uh, when Origi scored that second goal, who was it right in front of the goalie? Sadio Mane. Why was he there? Who knows? Because he was clearly <laughs> offside, right? So uh, there's, there's there seems to be something not quite ticking with Mane, that even if you comp- you compare it to someone like Timo Werner, that one is obvious. He just hasn't been trained to learn how to play the offside trap. <laughs> Timo right? Werner is an offside machine. He's right. a, he's like he's a var he's a var hating offside machine. That guy has lost a career's worth of goals from var. But then the thing with him is, you can tell that it's just he just needs a a, a, a slight tweak and he'll be fine. Right? He needs yeah. a coach to just sit down with him and then just show him a few videos and he'll be fine because everything is fine except that he's offside if, you know, when VAR looks at it. So it's inches or actually it's armpits, right? But um, <laughs> Sadio Mane is just, he's just not interested in, he's hes just not interested. It's like he's playing beach football or something. He's right? not close. It's, it's not, it's not an offside trap getting him offside. No, he's just, he, I don't, and, 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 and I think I think that's that's what's going on with him. He when he joined Liverpool, he he was 23 years old. He was very 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 raw, but very talented and quick. And Klopp has molded him and evolved him to become a pl- player who can combine that raw rawness with some critical thinking, decision making. Right. So prior to last season, we were seeing him turning into this player that he was clearly the best of the front three because he was controlled. Then yeah. last season happened with VAR and everything, and and he lost confidence, and then he just started slowly reverting back to what he he's comfortable with, which is just sporadic, erratic, you know, turn and shoot. Don't think, just turn and shoot. Try all all types of unconventional runs, and it's not working, and it's so frustrating. And even today, I mean, he scored that goal in in in, in the nineteenth minute, but he tried that ten times before, and it didn't work. You know, okay. He should. A couple seasons had... ago, he would have dinked. He would have passed. He would have done something. But just shooting hard is not going to to work. He should have had at least three today. Like the one that Jota gave him, that was you know the one where Jota ran along the baseline. I mean, I know it was a bit behind him, but at least sorry, man. You got yeah. you you you, you got to find a way to put that in. And I I don't know. Like to to your point. He should have had like three or four goals and he only had one. And then he was that first goal. I mean, if I'm the keeper, I'm saying, look, I had two guys that I had to choose from. I chose to to cover Mane. So that's why Salah scored. I mean, I can see that argument, frankly. Um, On the second one, I mean, yeah, it was going in no matter what. But what on earth is he doing there? (laughs) I just... (laughs) It's, 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 It's almost worth a study. (laughs) <laughs> you know, because there's, there's obviously something happening. And it all started last season with VAR. 
you know, um, the amount of goals that were called off because of VAR, you could see, and then he'll start laughing. You could see it's, it was starting to get to him. And then also he hasn't had a proper break. So he had a good break this summer. I was hoping that he would come back refreshed. And I think he has. But when things don't go wrong, he's quickly reverting back to what he 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 thinks he's best at. But that was like six years ago. Yeah, he needs to evolve his game a bit. Because, I mean, there's just so many opportunities there. And and he needs to he needs to to a be smarter and b finish a bit better, and who knows this could be a matter of he just needs a couple of good bounces get his confidence back and then all of a sudden all this goes away <laughs> I don't know maybe I'm just being hopeful. Yeah, he he needs to compose himself. Yeah, maybe he needs some time on the bench, but we can't afford that right now, which is too bad. As opposed to when when we don't have another striker because we don't have anybody. Who are you putting out there, Ox? yeah no. so i was actually going to go hard in ox until i realized perhaps he was a little bit shaken by the the um harvey elliott injury and given his own track record because he you could he wasn't he just wasn't into it when he came on yeah yeah agreed i mean you know look jota played a great game i don't think anyone can say anything about him Salah was a bit wasteful, but I mean, he did find uh, Mane. We talked about, you know, as a, as a sub, I think, um, you know, we got what we expect out of Hendo. Definitely a step down, amazingly, from uh, from Harvey Elliott. I thought Elliott was was phenomenal. Um, Hendo did what he needed to. Ox, I'm with you. I I'm not sure what he was thinking when he came on, what he was trying to do, what instruction he'd been given. I was I was very confused. Yeah, um, on Henderson, I I think he's going through what most players go through at some point in their thirties. I remember it happened with Gerard, where he's slow. He's beginning to realize that his he's he's slowing down and he's getting frustrated with himself, and that's reflecting on the way he's playing. And unfortunately, I think we're gonna have a a hard season with him this season. But if he stays with us, which he will, we'll see a more refined latter um, career Henderson as of next season where he knows, okay, I'm coming in to play a few minutes here and there. And I, I know how to con- contribute to this team, just like we have with James Milner. Yeah. I think, I think next year or the year after he'll be our Milner. Yeah. Milner, Milner will move uh, on back to Leeds maybe or wherever. And <laughs> there's uh, no chance he plays in this Leeds team. No, there's not. <laughs> um, and, and I think Hendo takes over that role. I agree with you. Um, but yeah, Ox, I mean, I don't know. Al- although we might need him in forward. At this point, we might see Minamino. Like I, I don't really know because we've yeah. We've got I'd the, rather Minamino or or um, Origi, to be honest. Ox is is a luxury player. If if you're gonna bring him on as a sub, don't give him any instructions. Yeah, um, I I would agree with that. But you know what the interesting part? So this is what I've noticed about our team now is Tiago and Elliot. I mean, poor guy, he won't be there. But with the two of them on, it it opened up our team in a very different way than we've had in the last three or four years in that they're so creative and they're so, they see the field so well and they start fast breaks when you don't expect them. They make incisive passes that you wouldn't normally see to the point that I actually noticed some of our own players are caught off guard when they get the ball, Hmm. which is, is, I mean, again, this is all about how Klopp manages and directs to the point where you only make a certain pass. You only make a certain play which I think he's maybe realized now Elliot has so much ability. Don't, don't coach that out of him. 
And Tiago, that's what makes him special. So you let him do it. But there were a handful of plays where it was clear that the Liverpool player was more surprised than the Leeds player. So, I mean, it's, it's too bad Elliot went out because, I, I mean, Elliot and Thiago with, with Fab in the middle is a midfield that, frankly, I, I actually like. And it's been a while since I've liked our midfield. So, so here's a question. Last, last year, we knew that we needed to buy a defender in January. But as we always do, Liverpool was huffing and puffing, right? Until Matip got injured after the Spurs game. Um, this Elliot injury... Are we going to be better off that it happened after the window closed or would it have been more convenient if it happened before it closed? Because I see this as an opportunity for Jones to yeah. finally be given a chance to step in. Yeah, I, I think this was, this is the chance that Jones needs because he's, I mean, he's a phenomenal player, but there is something a bit more magical about Elliot. Um, but I, I didn't want Jones sitting on the bench the whole season, but this is not the way I wanted him in. Um, yes, agreed. So so it opens the door for Jones, which is great. Um, and I hope Klopp uses Jones because I, I I don't know. I, he he might just keep throwing Hendo out there every game. I hope not. But I think I think this opens the door for Jones a bit, and I'd like to see that. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, we really have to think like Tiago is what thirty thirty one now, so. If we can get Jones going and we can get Elliot going and we have a midfield of like guys in their early twenties or late teens between Fab, that would be ideal, right? You got the energy and the youth there. You have the experience and the defensive prowess in in uh, in Fab. It, it would be ideal. And and the nice thing is both Elliot and Jones both think not necessarily aggressively, but when they see green space, they run, which is something I can say, you know, you didn't get with Genie and you didn't get in all the time with Hendo. They were much more control players where our younger guys definitely are more hungry and more, they, they just, they're more aggressive in, in that sense, in a smart sense. Right. And as fans, we, we have the confidence to know that if there is an opportunity and they take a shot, there's a chance to go in. More chance than money. <laughs> right. That was unnecessary. That, I, I apologize to money. That was completely unnecessary. true. Completely <laughs> it doesn't matter that it's true. I feel bad to say it, but um okay, so uh, man of the match, who do you have? I have um Fabinho. I have um I mean I, I could pick Fabinho, I could pick Tiago, and I could also pick Trent, even though his cross his his um, free kicks weren't the best, but simply for just being our danger man and just knowing when to cut in, when not to, and yeah. just, just being available. Oh, speaking to that, I will actually say, and I've been hard on Salah, but when uh, when uh, Alexander-Arnold was caught up field, he, he yes. went for a run, he got dispossessed, and Salah came to play uh, right, right back. back. You know what? Good for him. That's That's the right move, and he did it with commitment. Right. It wasn't like uh, when Messi is the one who has to come running back and he's like, yeah, I just, nah, all right, fine, I'll jog. Like he oh, came yeah. back like he was yeah. possessed and good for him and I'd like to see that. Yeah, um, with Mo Salah, the, the issue was all, you know, it was never um, him thinking he's bigger than he is. It's more of him just playing his own game in his mind, right? <laughs> Not being aware of what's around him. 
Yeah. So yeah, I was happy to see that quick thinking. Long may continue. Um, for me, I'll go with Fab. I think uh, the defense looked good. And I think a big part of that was Fab coming in and just the security that he provides in the middle there. Um, so I, I feel like the defense changes our team, but Fab is a big part of what makes the defense so good because you're you're not going to get through him easily. And when you do, that makes you that much easier for uh, for uh, Virgil and for Joel. Although maybe I should give it to Matip. I mean... He's the reason we got that first goal. That was a that was a spectacular run. He's um, hey, he's 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 playing to the point where I don't even know what to do in the AC Milan game coming up in a couple of days. Do we rest him for that and then play him at Crystal Palace, or do we play him at AC Milan and, and rest him for Crystal Palace? I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. He's he's played himself well. The funny part is right with no injuries this year. Kanate is probably. <laughs> wondering why didn't he just stay where he was <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is why I, I i well he'll play next week against norwich no matter what in the efl cup right oh yeah absolutely yeah him and gomez yes so the question is what do we do against ace milan i say we go strong we worry about crystal palace when crystal palace comes yeah because it's I important I mean... to to put points on the board right now yeah let's let's get ourselves you know up to speed on yeah. on um, you know, I don't, I don't want to be in that situation where we were, I don't know, what was it three years ago where we got like four points out of our first three games or something. Right. And we had like must win games. I don't Every want to game do mattered. Yeah. Yeah. Like crystal palace is, you know, coming off a win at, with against Tottenham. So they'll be feeling good about themselves. You know, they're doing okay. Maybe they're not really going to be as hungry. So, you know, maybe, maybe we take advantage Ooh. of that. You think not? You think the other way? They'll be more... Uh... No, you just reminded me. I'm thinking now of all the attacking players they have. Zaha, um, Austin Edward, and I mean, I was going to say Christian Mateke. I mean, he can be dangerous. Um, so, yeah, may, we we may need Van Dijk and Matip to play that game. So the question is whether or not they play three games in a week, which I doubt. So, yeah, Wednesday we may see Konate come in for one of them. Van Dijk will probably play because he doesn't sweat anyway. <laughs> Does he try? <laughs> Did you see when that player um, grabbed him by, I think it was um, Bamford, grabbed him or touched his hair and he was so irritated? <laughs> well, you know what? I am happy on the one that he actually went down. Yes. And he got the foul. So right. that one, he didn't go down for the minor touch on the shoulder. He went down because his back leg was caught. But he right. went down. He didn't right. fight through it. Go down. Just go down. Right. Just go down. Get make the, the decision. Right. Make, like Make the decision for the ref. Yeah, you know, because because you stand up, him standing and him being honorable and decent has cost us a couple goals. I'm glad he went down. He learned from it. Right. So I mean, now it it was again other than Elliot, it was a good game. We uh, wish a speedy recovery to the young man, and he'll have a, a great career. I mean, again, he looked great before the injury today. Um, but now we're on to AC Milan, and uh, and the first step in in coming back to uh, Champions League title. For more stories, analysis, and articles, go to the forensicop.com website. <laughs>